Welcome to a new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I am Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Hoff. With me, of course, Goshen News Sports Reporter Evan Leepak. Third week on the pod for him. In um, the flesh. He's doing a good job so far, um, I guess. Uh, no complaints, so that's promising. Um, no complaints. Yeah, no complaints, not one. Never complained ever about you in my entire life. So sarcastically, I don't know. You have times. to check with the uh, my. Don't check my text message receipts though. That might be there might be some complaining. I there. can find plenty of complaining. I'm mm, sure. Yeah, jokingly though. Yes, for the most yeah. part, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, we'll see. You know. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about uh, the week that was in uh, high school sports in the area. And we'll start it off with. The high school girls basketball sectional brackets being revealed Sunday night. Uh, everyone's favorite thing, the blind draw. Uh, determining your fate in the postseason. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> they did yeah. a really good job of um, giving the teams in Indiana what they deserve. You know what? You've won you've gone seventeen and three. We're gonna put you up against the fifteen and five team right away. How does mm-hmm. that sound? Yeah. Really great. Yeah, and you know what? If you're uh if you're six and twelve, eight and twelve, good congratulations, you get a bye. So So stupid. <laughs> wow. So we are uh indirectly directly referencing the four A sectional four that'll be contested at Goshen uh starting next week. Um the brackets came out Sunday, and if you are a Penn Kingsman fan, uh, congratulations. You have advanced to the final. Um, so it just fell that way uh, for Penn, and uh, they, uh, no offense to the teams that they're in their path, but um, they don't necessarily stack up this season at least. So you think Goshen has no shot? Uh, Goshen has a shot to get to the final, maybe, but it's going to be a heck of a hard, a lot harder than it is for Penn. So uh, that sectional, of course, features four teams with 15 plus wins. It's one of the hardest sectionals in the state, regardless. Uh, you know, the draw was going to be tough no matter what, how it played out. Usually, or in theory, it should have been tough no matter how it played out. Um, but it really played out the worst possible way. If you're a Goshen fan, uh, Penn, Penn draws Concord. Uh, Penn is 17 and 3, Concord 6 and 13. That's the first game on of the sectional. Uh, and then the winner of that game plays Elkhart, who is 8 and 12. Um, Penn is ranked third in the state overall, not regardless of clasp and the coaches poll. They're also third in 4A. Um, and uh, on the bottom half, you have Goshen, the who clinched a share of the NLC title this past weekend. They go for the outright championship this week, Thursday against Mishawaka. Uh, they draw Warsaw, who has been a thorn on their side historically uh, forever, and they're 15-5, and Goshen 17-3. and Now, obviously, Goshen beat Warsaw earlier this year. Uh, was a big win for the Red Hawks. First time they'd beaten Warsaw in Warsaw since 1981. Um, and whoever wins that game gets Northridge, who's 15-7, and another team that has perpetually been a thorn in the side of Goshen, uh, Goshen beat them this year again. This is a different Goshen team. Obviously, history, you know, doesn't necessarily going to predict the future, right? But um, before Goshen had beaten Northridge uh, this season, Northridge had won like 15 in a row against Goshen. So this is this is. So what you're saying is, Goshen's really going to earn it if they're going to get to the sectional final. Yeah, that's what you're saying. They are going to. They're really going to earn it if they get out of it. If they're really, yeah. yeah um, 
when when you were eyeballing this sectional going in, I think every I think those four teams, Penn, Goshen, Warsaw, and Northridge, were just hoping that they didn't have to play the other three teams, right, to get out of the sectional, right? Um, if you got a bye or you drew Concord or Elkhart or the first game, right? And this mm-hmm. is just – we're just being objectively. We have nothing – I have nothing against Concord or Elkhart. These are just the facts of this season right now. Like, please right. don't be offended. Um, but <laughs> sure enough, the host Red Hawks, having their best season arguably of all time, have to play Warsaw, Northridge, and Penn to get out of the sectional. But there you go. I mean, you just said it, right? It's probably arguably the best season they've ever had, best team they've probably ever had. They've already beaten Northridge and Warsaw, so they have momentum, they have confidence. Right. They can get it done. Like right. I, I could I I believe they can get it done. Yeah. The, the issue is, I mean, both those teams are good and they could and both those games are close, so they could lose either one easily. Right. So. And 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 the thing too with just like you know, Warsaw is a team that wears you down, right? They play tough defense, and that's what you expect from that game. Northridge is another team that plays really tough defense. They will grind you out and for 32 minutes, and you have to earn it. Like, those are two pretty taxing games to play before you have to play the number three team in the state. Like, yeah. like it didn't do you any favors to get that draw yeah, Warsaw has only given up over forty points six times this year. They played twenty games, right? So they're pretty good defensively. Right, North that Northridge Goshen game being fifty seven fifty four earlier this year is like an anomaly. I don't know how either of those teams scored that many points. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great game. I was at it, and it was a fantastic game. Goshen won, held off a late rally from the Northridge, but well, then how? If you were there, then you should know how. It was fifty seven fifty four. Right. It was what what went well, right off. I just it's just like it defied NLC logic. That's all I'm saying. Like usually gotcha. that game is thirty seven thirty four. So it was weird to see it get that high scoring. Um, I don't know. Maybe just both teams decided they didn't want to play defense that night. I'm not one hundred percent confident. Um, or all all the shots were just falling. Or all I the guess. shots were just falling. Yeah, except the last one for Northridge, which almost went in for a three to tie it to force overtime. Um, so look. If you've followed me on social media or listened to this podcast in the past, you know I do not uh, agree with how the state of Indiana determines its postseason brackets in anything. Um, They do this for all the sports, for the newbie here, Evan. Um, They do this for all their sports that require a bracket like this. Um, You know, and I just, uh, I don't know. Call me crazy, but you should be rewarded for your regular season. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yep. You should be rewarded for your regular season. Um, Goshen's about to win the Northern Lakes Conference for the first time in 40 years. They are going to be most likely 18-3 and three if they win this game against Mishawaka on Thursday. And they have the second-best record in this in this sectional. And, you know... They have. They haven't. You know. Maybe. Maybe Warsaw and Northridge. Northridge loads up their non-conference, and Warsaw plays a tougher non-conference too. But you know, Goshen has played tough non-conference games as well. So it's not. You know, I don't think it's a scheduling thing. And they beat Lakeland. That's a good. That's a good win for Goshen over Lakeland. Definitely. They they hung in there with uh, Homestead. They lost to Homestead. Northridge lost to Homestead as well. Two tight games. So, and again, Goshen beat Warsaw head to head, and they beat Northridge head to head. Like. They, Goshen should not have to play till Friday. 
in this sectional. That's that's just the, the crux of it. They should at least get a buy for sure. Right. They should at least get a buy. And if you're going to seed it, right, that people always be like, oh, how do you seed it properly or fairly? And it's like, I don't know. Literally every other state and tournament does that. Like, yep. you can find a way to do it. Like, because there'll be people who point out, like, the Sagarin ratings, you know, have Warsaw ahead of Goshen. But, like, yes, you should use some numbers like that, but also common sense should come into play. Like, Goshen beat Warsaw head to head. Like, there should be, there is a way to do this. That's all I'm saying. Like, people are like, oh, you can't do it fairly. And it's like, no, you can. Mm -hmm. There's a way to do it. There, ha you know, Every other state, like, look at Illinois. Illinois seeds their tournament. Everyone gets seeded. It's possible. It's not that hard to do. Penn could be the one seed Goshen should be the two seed they both get buys right then yep. you would have Warsaw as the three seed playing Concord as the six right Northridge at four seed Elkhart playing Elkhart the five so that would set up potentially on that Friday night semifinal you would have uh, Penn against Northridge Goshen against Warsaw mm -hmm. boom just did it just yeah. did it for everyone, okay? It's not that hard. Like, <laughs> it really isn't that hard to seed this thing. <sighs> you know, what kind of annoys me, too, is the fact that conference standings and conference tournaments have literally no purpose either. It's yeah. just bragging rights. Yeah. Like, it's cool to win the conference championship, obviously, but it doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it's cool. And it's something these seniors, the kids will remember that, you know, winning the conference tournament or winning the conference championship, like Goshen right. will. Um, it's just, man. I, yeah. And then it happened again in the 3A1 that we cover it from our coverage area, sectional 20. The three best teams record-wise in that sectional all in the top half of the bracket. And it's like Central Noble plays Lakeland in the first game, 15-4 and four versus 17-6. and six. Uh, 15 and 5 now after Central Noble lost last night. We'll get back, to, we'll, we'll circle around to that. West Noble waits, awaits the winner, and they're 15 and 5. Meanwhile, in the bottom half, you have Northwood, who's 1 and 13. Wallace C, I guess Wallace C, who's 6 and 10. Mm -hmm. Winner of that plays Tibby Canoe Valley, who's 12 and 7. It's just backwards because you have these these games, these matchups in the first, first round, basically, you know, right. that should be later on in the sectional. Right, right. And the people who are for the blind draw will be like, you have to play everybody. Like, if you're going to win that sectional, you're going to have to play everybody anyway, right? Like, in that seeded sectional, back to the 4A1, right? Goshen would still have to beat Warsaw and Penn, right? Like, and they're going to have to beat Warsaw and Penn to win this one, too. But there is a certain, I don't know, like, prestigeness to, like, the game. Sh like, Goshen and Warsaw should not be the sectional opener. At a minimum, it should be the sectional semifinal. Mm -hmm. Right, like there, the, for me, like there has to, there has to be a thing. Like, like Central Noble and Lakeland could be the sectional final. They should not be playing in the first round. Like, it, it just, I don't know. I just don't understand it. I never will. I people who have lived in this state their whole lives will defend that thing till the day they die, and I just don't get it. Has there ever been any talks about getting it changed? I don't. I don't think there's anything ever? serious. I, at least in my couple of years here, there's nothing been serious about it. I just. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, like, and again, no offense to any team that we're referencing, like, who, like, got, like, a favorable draw or, like, you know what I mean? Like, but, like, Northwood, like, obviously having a very tough year, but they're playing well. They're playing better. They, they're they not winning, and that's what Coach Mark Heater said after the game Saturday against Goshen. It's like, we're not winning right now, but we're playing really tough. I'm like, I'm pretty much okay with that. Like, their bracket sets up like they could beat Wallace C. Like that's a winnable game for them. 
Definitely. You know, Wallace's are they're playing well, but it's a winnable game for Northwood. And they battled Tippecanoe Valley pretty well earlier this year. Like, another winnable game for Northwood. Like, I, I don't want to sound like a, like a Grinch, but, like, you went 1-13 this year. You might go to the sectional final because the bracket fell your way. Isn't that a big, like, complaining point, though? Like, say you're a Goshen team playing, you know, who they're playing in the first round. Mm-hmm. Then you have Northwood, you know, playing somebody bad. But, but what if they get hot and play those teams that aren't as good right. and they're all the way to the end right. of the sectional? Northwood, Northwood could go into that sectional, if they win their first two, get into that sectional final. I mean, they still have players last year from that state championship game, so they have experience. They would have won two in a row. They're playing better. All of a sudden, that confidence gets up, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Northwood upsets a West Noble or a Lakeland or a Central Noble. You know, like it could happen. I, I don't know. I just, I'm not going to try to get too angry. I want to. It angered me a lot on Sunday night. It always angers me. I know it's going to anger me, just and I still a, get angry. Write a very mean uh, email to the IHSA. I'm going to have to. Just a few. We'll lose our credentialed uh, access to state tournaments, but you know. That'll get their attention. Well, we'll yeah, it'll be worth it. Um, there's, <laughs> I don't know. I just think that there's a way, you know, and. I don't know. Even even to kind of an extent in the two A and the one A ones for us, like Fairfield got a nice draw for two A in their sectional. They got the bye, and they played the winner of Westview Bremen. But you know Bremen's probably the second best team in that sectional. Just record wise, they are. They're nine and nine. Fairfield's twelve and seven. You know, I mean that's a tough game for Fairfield in that semifinal against Bremen. And no offense to Westview, I don't I don't know if the the Warriors are going to be able to keep up against Bremen. Uh, but like that semifinal game at Friday night could easily be the final. Should probably be the final. I mean, it just you know. Um, and in one A too, Bethany Christian. This this draw for Bethany Christian is fantastic. I mean, Elkhart Christian and Fremont are five and twelve and four and seventeen respectively, and Bethany plays the winner of that game. Like you're almost guaranteed a spot in the final at that point. You know, you're a good team, and Who's you get a bye. Who's the second best team in that section? The second best team and the third best team. They're playing each other in the first game. Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian is 15 and five. Lakewood Park Christian 11 and six. So they'll probably get that rematch with with Blackhawk or or final. Lakewood Park in the final because the the team that also got a bye in this sectional is Hamilton, who's 0 and seven. Who's bad? Yeah, and might be the worst team in the state. Just. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction that it's going to be Blackhawk and Bethany in the sectional final. You, you know what? I was at that I'm game. Gonna, it was I'm going to take those it. odds minus 10,000 or whatever. It's, that's the, it's good. More than, more than the betting line favorite for that. Lakewood Park could, could upset Blackhawk, but you know, Lakewood Park beat Bethany earlier this year. So, you know, they're, they're a pesky little team there, but hmm. probably going to be Blackhawk and Bethany on Saturday night at Fremont. And, you know, I. I'd prefer to see the rematch between Blackhawk and uh, Bethany. Yeah, it first be, game was good. Should be a good good game. Yeah, so I might send you up there, mm-hmm. all the way to Fremont. Basically, go to Ohio. How far away is Fremont? Go to Ohio and make a U turn. So, well, how far away is Fremont? It's like an hour. That's not. I mean, hour plus for a sectional final. I don't think that's that bad. Well, right? you could be going to Goshen, Wallasey, or Fairfield, which are very much closer. True. Depends on what mood I'm in. That Saturday morning when yeah, I set that because obviously you'll pick first dibs. So 
yeah. whatever you want to go to. I'm going to go to the Goshen one purely to write a column about how I hate this sectional. So, okay. just just <laughs> for that column. So, uh, anyway, so that's the sectional brackets. You can see the full brackets and schedule on our website, goshennews.com slash sports. Uh, should be a fun should be a fun tournament. Uh, the sectionals are always interesting. You know, the brackets dictate, uh, you know, who makes a run and who doesn't more times than not. And, uh, you know, it, it feels advantageous for, for some of our teams, like Fairfield and Bethany and, you know, West Noble got a bye, which is nice for them. But, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a meat grinder. We knew those we knew those those 3A and 4A sectionals were going to be tough, regardless of how that bracket shook out. Mm-hmm. But for it to shake out the way it did is uh, a little more frustrating. But A lot of good teams in 3A right. and 4A, that's the problem. Right. So, so uh, it should be fun to watch. should be an interesting bracket. We're going to have a more in-depth uh, sectional preview next week, actually, on the episode uh, with a very special guest. We'll kind of keep that a mystery right now. No, no, uh, no speculation. So... If Should I remembered be- who it was, I would maybe I'd joke around, <laughs> yeah. joke around and bring it up. But well, I, I don't, I don't remember. That's but good. Glad I, you're, I'm glad you're really on top of your uh, job. He's right a now. former coach, though. Former, I, coach. I will say that. Former, yeah. former coach. That's the only thing we could tease in right the now. area. From yeah, the from area. yeah. No, he actually coached in New York. He was a, uh, we got him. A, we got a great coach in there. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, he's okay. of course he's from the area. Um, I don't know, man. So we'll see. They don't know that the 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 people listening don't <laughs> he, know that he so. won five state championships in North Dakota. Yeah, it was really impressive. We, we got him. It was amazing. Um, he's like Gosha News, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, a couple more girls basketball notes I wanted to get to. Just quickly shout out uh, Bailey Hartsell, uh becoming the Lakeland all-time leading scorer over the weekend against Hamilton. The aforementioned Hamilton, who Lakeland beat sixty-nine to six. They only scored six points. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whole game. Whole 32 minutes. They got a bye in a sectional. Yeah. They got a bye. That might be the worst That's their only part. win this season. That might be the worst part of the blind draw right there. That that Hamilton. The fact that they got a bye. Hamilton. Yeah. 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 That's about the only win they will have all season is getting that bye. Yep. And it was handed to them. But, but that yeah. means their season has to go three extra days. Get some extra practice time in for next season. Sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, Bailey Hartsoe, all-time leading scorer in Lakeland, regardless of gender right now, 1,545 career points. Obviously, she'll be adding to that here in the next week or two, uh, or depending on how long her season goes. Um, uh, Braden, uh, Braden Bontrager on the boys' side is also closing in on the boys' all-time record. So it will be interesting to see where he ends up at the end of the season. Obviously, they have another month and a half of games to play, so he might eventually pass Bailey on the all-time list, but Bailey is definitely the all-time girls leader and currently the all-time school leader in points. No surprise um, there. He's, yeah. a, he's a heck of a player. Yeah, they're, yeah, Bailey and Braden, both amazing players. Um, and then wanted to hit on the game that happened on Monday night uh, in Albion. <laughs> The, stat, the stats are insane. Bethany Christian, 62. Central Noble, 58. And three overtimes. Um, you rarely see, you know, any overtime, obviously, in high school sports. But a game to go three overtimes. It was the longest game in Central Noble history. And uh, what a win for Bethany. And that's, that's a 1A school in Bethany going on the road to play a 3A team that won the state championship a couple years ago. Still very good, as we talked about earlier, but the brackets and the, and the draw – it's a 15-5 and five Central Noble team that's beaten Lakeland recently, that is playing really well, and 
Bethany goes in there into Albion and shocks them. I would say it was an upset. And mm-hmm. that was an impressive, impressive win. Of course, yep. Yeah. 3A versus 1A. And the more impressive thing is 52 of the points came from freshmen. Yeah. So that's incredible. Mariah Stoltzfus, 31 points. And the number three play on SportsCenter, uh, top 10 from Monday night. That three quarter, uh, three quarter court. Shot. That's a weird. That's weird to say. Three quarter court shot. And it was a swish. Nothing but net. Nothing but net from three quarter court. Uh, and our teammates acted like she does it all the time. <laughs> yeah, they, were they like, walked oh, yeah, off very in. casually. Like yeah, yeah whatever. That's like, Mariah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, she practiced that all the time. Um, I think it was at the end of the first, right? Yeah, end of the first so, quarter. Yeah. She hits that shot. Uh, shout out Clay Stoltzfus uh, for tweeting out the clip and tagging me and others in it, and uh, we were able to get it over to ESPN folks and. They uh, ran it as the number three play of the day from Monday. How about that? You know, that you don't awesome. see that often. Congrats to her. That's yeah. Pretty, pretty so, dope. Uh, kudos to her. She's a freshman. She scores 31 points in the game. Obviously needed all of them uh, to win. And it's the 16th win for Bethany this season. It ties the program record for most in a single season. And obviously, you know, they hope to win more. So it, is it regular season? Regular, yeah, or just whole in total, season. just in total, sixteen. So that, yeah, so more than likely. More than likely, barring record. something unforeseen, they will probably break the all-time record for wins in a season this year. Um, they have Mishawaka on Saturday, which is a four A school, but Mishawaka is struggling. Uh, that's a very winnable game for Bethany. Were they four and twelve? Yeah, four and twelve as of now. Yeah. Um, so. And uh, and then you get that sectional draw, which which fell in your favor. So you know you're going to be playing a, a sub 500 team in the semifinal that Thursday or that Friday night. Uh, you'll probably be playing a pretty good team on Saturday night, but you know you'll, you'll take it. You beat Blackhawk already. You 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 were in it with Lakewood Park, and and I was talking with Coach Parson from Bethany last week, and she was like, "We really want that LPC game back. We just didn't play our best, and we should have beat them." So. Um, She's kind of hoping for an LPC up, upset so that she can mm-hmm. play him again. But I think it's probably, like you said, it's probably going to be Bethany and Blackhawk in that final, which I think we all kind of assumed, you know, once once Bethany really started turning it on early early December, you're like, wow, like they're playing really well, Blackhawk's playing well, and then Bethany beat Blackhawk in that regular season game, and you're like, okay, like maybe Bethany is like for real, for real here. Like this is like a legit team, you know, and uh, – Last yeah. night's win pretty much yeah cements that that puts people on notice. Yeah. Last night that win last night is huge for them. Um, cannot underscore how big that win was. Um, so yeah, Bethany Christian, shout out to them, just killing it. A lot of love for the Bruins. A lot on, of love for the Bruins. on today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so much Bruin love today, uh, which is great. Um, well, let's shift over to some boys basketball chatter. Uh, had a fun week in the Northern Lakes Conference this past weekend. Uh, you were at a really exciting game on Friday night, Goshen Northwood Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels like it happened three weeks ago, but it was only Friday. Um, Red Hawks rally, forced overtime, forced a second overtime. Northwood, though, too much at the end. Uh, what was that game like just watching that? Well, obviously at the beginning, uh, Northwood starts out the game at 14 nothing. 14 nothing run, leading 14 nothing under a minute left in the first quarter. I'm just thinking, well, this is going to be an easy one to write up. You know, it's going to be a blowout the rest yeah. of the way. But, uh, yeah, Goshen didn't score their first points until under a minute in the first, court, first quarter. But uh, credit to them because they stuck with it. They uh, cut it to eight at halftime. It was 26-18. And then they kind of took over in the second half. You know, they got a lead at one point. 
Deacon Hill had 12 second-half points, hit a couple threes, so that was big for them. Mm-hmm. Hogan had 21 for the game. Obviously, that helps when he's playing like that. But, uh, yeah, and then at the end of the game, he was going back and forth, and Goshen had two shots. At, in the regulation, had a shot to win, and the first overtime as well. They held the ball for the last minute both mm-hmm. times. Yep, no shot clock, which you can do that. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and uh, they had two good looks both times, you know, yeah. that, that they – could at the rim that they could have made uh coach coach Mike Wolford was happy with the uh, with ha- happy with how the plays you know came about he th- he said they got the looks they wanted just didn't just didn't knock it down but he was happy with the fact that they didn't they didn't lay down after falling behind like that and fighting against a really good Northwood team mm-hmm. who's now 9 and 3 one of the better teams in the NLC so yeah but at the same rate credits Northwood for in you know winning in that second overtime outscored them 14 to 8 so I mean, it shouldn't have been that close. Coach Aaron Wolf would say the same thing. But uh, at the end of the day, it was a win. So that's all that matters. Yep, you hold on. You hold on to get a win. That's all that matters, like you said. And uh, you know, uh, Northwood. You know, it just. You know, there is some. You know, they could have easily like just let you know collapse right in that first overtime. Like they just had this 14 point lead. Mm-hmm. You know, in the first five minutes of the game, and it's gone right out of nowhere. And so kudos to them for. Not necessarily giving up and letting Goshen take advantage, and you know we're at you know really, um, you know going. I think that was the first game that Goshen lost in overtime this year. They have like f- five wins on the season, and like three or four of them are in overtime. Mm-hmm. They beat Concord in overtime. They beat Laville in overtime. They beat South Bend Clay in overtime. Uh, so they have like they're like the overtime kings right now. Like Goshen just loves playing overtime, I guess. So Northwood, it's probably Northwood, why they're so confident. I mean, right, that was I mean, their first overtime loss of the season, right? Right, there, so. going into overtime, they had to feel super confident. Like, hey, we've been here before. We know, you know, we know what we're doing. And um, yeah, kudos to Northwood for hanging on to get that win. Um, it's a it's a big win for them because they're still in contention for at least a share of the NLC title. They play uh, Warsaw next, and they're mm-hmm. both three and one in the conference. So that's it's a big. big game at Warsaw. It's a tough place to win at Warsaw, but. We just saw Concord win there on Friday night without their head coach because the head coach swallowed a chicken bone. <laughs> You're not kidding. Just amazing stuff. That's you can't a serious. That. That's a serious statement. A very right serious there. story that I wrote from the weekend about Derek Deshaun, Concord boys basketball coach, missing their like biggest win in years over Warsaw because he swallowed a chicken bone celebrating his, bro- his son's birthday the night before. I had to go to the hospital to get it removed and did not get home from the hospital till Friday afternoon and was just too tired to like go actually coach because he had to like like use an endoscope or something to get it out of his throat. That's what happens when you you usually eat the boneless and then mm-hmm. you go for the bone in. Yeah. Can sneak up on you and don't have that bone in experience. You are know? you are you boneless or bone in guy? I usually eat bone in. Yeah. Every once in a while I'll do boneless yeah. if I don't feel like getting messy. Yeah. But I prefer a nice bone in wing. Yeah. I'm more boneless than bone-in, just because I, I I know I would swallow a bone. I just know I would. So like, you eat boneless. I, I preemptively know who I, know who I am. Okay, let's just say that. I know who I am, and I know I would mess it up. I would I would definitely swallow a bone. What's somehow. your favorite uh, wing sauce? Mm. It's tough. I mean, like, buffalo is always, like, the traditional. That's weak. That's so lame. I yeah. know. I don't want to be lame, but it's really good. What about you? 
Well, it's definitely not lemon pepper. Like, <laughs> like yeah, the coach I don't age. think Derek's going to eat lemon pepper wings anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, it's it's a toss-up between honey barbecue and sweet Thai chili. Mm, honey barbecue is very good, too. Both very good. So I'd say it's between one of those. Mm-hmm. I like teriyaki wings. Those are pretty solid. I'm not a big... I don't like it too hot. Like, I'm not a big spice guy. Right. Heat guy. I'm just not... I'm just not again, I know who I am, you know? And oh, uh, you know who you are. I know who I am. Uh, so I'm not a big spice guy, not a big heat guy. So I went to uh, Wings, etc. for the first time like a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and they have these pineapple barbecue wings, like the Aloha barbecue mm-hmm. sauce or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Yeah, I would recommend that. Wings, etc. is a nice little spot. It's 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 fine. I'm sure I'll be back there. Soon. B Dubs, Wings, etc. They're all the same, basically. You know, very similar. Um, Anyway, uh, Concord is now uh, in the NLC race, which is kind of surprising. They were 0-4 to start the year. Now they're 4-6, and 2-1 in conference play. Um, and they're in overtime. I mean, they lost in overtime to Goshen, game they could have won. They could easily be 3-0 in conference. Um, they control their fate, too, for a share of the NLC. They still have to play Northridge. They still have to play Mishawaka. Uh, Mishawaka leading the NLC Mishawaka. after they beat Northridge on Saturday, a game you were at. I was kind of surprised by that final score. It was a one-point game at halftime, and you're like, okay, like this is going to be a good one. And then all of a sudden, Mishawaka just totally like turned on the afterburners, and Northridge couldn't make a shot to save their lives, it looked like. Yeah. Um, honestly, like it's, like you just said, I saw Northridge play against Penn. I was blown away with the way they could shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. With their tandem between uh, Carter Stoltzfus and Sam Smith, it, they don't even need much room. And it doesn't matter how far behind the three-point line it seems yeah. like they're making threes. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it started. Carter Stoltzfus made made three or four in the first half. Um, so he looked hot, but then and they were they were winning by five or seven, you know, collectively during that first half looked pretty good. But Mishawaka, I mean, I was impressed with the way they looked. They're fast and physical, and they mm-hmm. played really tough defense against. Um, Northridge in the second half, like on the three-point line, like chasing them off the three-point line, getting them out of their offense. That's what Radiker said they did after right. the game. Right, Northridge yeah, coach. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, in case the, someone uh, doesn't know, but, you know. Yeah, so that's why that was the biggest key. The second half, they only scored – I believe they only scored three points in the third quarter. So. It's not ideal. No. You're not going to win many games. Mishawaka yeah. didn't score a lot either. It was a combined eight points in the, in the third quarter, mm-hmm. but they didn't take advantage of the stops they got. Right. Well, now their team really did. Yeah. Obviously, if it was a five so. to three third quarter, right? Yep. So. And Sam Smith, he only scored nine points. You know, he went off. He scored thirty-one against Penn the right. game before. Mm-hmm. So he did, they didn't get the same production from him. Maybe he makes two or three more threes. It's a different game in the fourth quarter. Right. But yeah, four of sixteen from the field. That's tough. Tough game for him. But I'm sure he'll bounce back. Yeah. He's he's too talented of a shooter, right? Not to have good games going forward. You kind of we kind of texted about it a little bit on Saturday. You know, live by the three, die by the three, right? Like it's kind of mm-hmm. what Northridge is, and a lot of times in the last three years they've been living like really well. Like they obviously they've won two straight sectionals, made the regional championship game in 2019. Obviously, COVID didn't let them compete in the regional this past year. Um, but it's just weird to see them sitting there in the NLC at one and two. You know, mm-hmm. they they have really like since I've been here, they they have been the team in the NLC that is like tough to beat, and uh, it just is kind of strange to see them just like sitting there and you know they're don't, not really in the NLC race right now. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Don't, uh, don't sleep on them though. Eight no, and four you still. can't. They're still a very good yeah. team. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. And that 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 sectional they could still win. You know, they're in that sectional with Penn 
Elkhart, Goshen, uh, Warsaw. You know, there'll, there'll be some chances for them to win that sectional. You know, it feels like a pretty wide open sectional right now, just given where mm-hmm. all the teams are at. Northridge might still be the favorite in some people's minds, but Warsaw obviously is pretty talented. Um, you know, uh, Penn is still a good team. You know, Concord's playing better. Goshen, if Hogan goes off, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't count them out because they got some guys that could do it. Um, I know the boys' sectional was, you know, six weeks away, and there's still a lot to be decided, obviously. Like, right. But, uh, it's kind of an interesting like look just you know we're kind of getting into that that time now where it's like okay like now we're really focusing in on these sectionals for the boys obviously the girls we already talked about there next week but boys sectional here we go like who's who's maybe going to be winning these sectionals and 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 it's pretty wide open across the board so if you look at northridge's schedule too the next four games all against opponents under 500 Mm -hmm. and three of those are conference games Right. So they could very easily be five and two, and maybe back in the conference race at that point. Right, and they'll be twelve and four at they, that point. They, they would need some chaos to get really earn a share at this point. They would need a lot of teams to lose, like obviously two games. You get someone's got to lose two games. Or I don't get see. Two losses. Yeah, I don't see Mishawaka yeah. losing Mishawaka, two games. You're gonna need Mishawaka to like lose. They're playing uh, Goshen on Friday. Mishawaka comes to Goshen. Goshen has two conference games this week for the boys. They play Northridge Tuesday night tonight. You again. Probably listening to this after the game already happened, um, and then they play Mishawaka Friday. So Goshen has a chance. You know they're one and two in conference. They were beating Warsaw at halftime. You know at the, in that game they were almost beat Northwood. Like they're right there too with these teams. Uh, just haven't mm-hmm. been able to finish it off. And um, yeah. I've been very impressed with the uh, quality of basketball in this area since I've been here, both mm-hmm. girls and boys. Yeah, there's been some good teams this year. Uh, this is one of the the girls for sure. Like this has been a great year for the girls' basketball scene, and I I've talked about that a hundred bazillion times on the podcast before you were here and while you were here. But man, I mean, of our you know looking at our coverage teams, right? You know, Bethany over 500, Fairfield over 500, West Noble, Lakeland, Goshen, Northridge, all 15 wins like that. You don't see that ever really from our coverage area like this. It's a really impressive season, like top to bottom. Uh, for for the girls' basketball scene. And Concord was another team that could have been in that contention had not been with some, if there were some injuries early in the season. Concord was a team that was 3-0. They're 6-13 and now in the girls. But key player, you know, best player gets injured, tears for ACL, and roster goes over some changes. And, you know, all of a sudden you're struggling. It's a rebuilding year all of a sudden. But that's the way it goes. That's another team that could have been a really – could have been contending there at, at that higher level. So mm-hmm. it's a really, really impressive – season for girls basketball and the boys basketball you know northwood nine and three northridge is still in there uh westview's ten and three right you got some teams here that are still pretty good um and and you know goshen's scrappy right concord's ascending scrappy you like that <laughs> great <laughs> great uh, word goshen is say. scrappy man they're 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 a tough out like no they no easy games against goshen really like they've only been really been out of one or two games this year and those were against some of the better teams Mm-hmm. In the area, St. Joseph and and uh, and Mishawaka Marion, like that's you know those are two teams that are really good. Um, so you know Goshen Goshen's a tough out. Concord's ascending, like I said. Uh, boys basketball scene, you know, once again pretty pretty solid around here. So should should make for a very interesting final month of the season uh, going into sectionals. And uh, you know may the may the sectional blind draw gods be ever in your favor. So they probably like, won't be. They probably won't be, yeah. but you can pray to them at least. Yeah. Um, just want to get through a couple quick things here, a uh, couple of scheduling things. Um, got the NLC Boys 
swimming championships this week. Um, Concord goes in. They won the regular season 7-0. and uh, They're the favorites to win the sectional – or the excuse me, the, the conference championship probably. Uh, they, uh, they're doing a split schedule like they did with the girls two weeks ago. Uh, so four schools at Northridge, four schools at Concord Thursday night for the prelims, all of the diving Friday night at uh, Northridge, and then the Saturday finals at 1 o'clock at Northridge. So um, same schools in the same places as the girls were. Uh, I don't have that list in front of me, so I forgot. I apologize. Um, if you want to reference it, it's on our website. Just keep on scrolling to a story two weeks ago I wrote about the girls sectional or girls swimming. What kind of sports editor are you, man? I'm very unprepared. I'm sorry, you gotta guys. Got to be prepared. I know. I know. If I had a better employee to keep me on track, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Way to, sp- yeah. way to spin it. Mm-hmm. Way to spin it. I'm a, I'm a master of spin zone over here. Uh, and then also we got sectional wrestling starting this weekend. Uh, Saturday at Elkhart. Uh, and there's also a sectional action at Plymouth, I believe, and Mishawaka. Uh, so we got, it's amazing to think that we are like here, like we're at the sectionals for the winter sports. Uh, it didn't seem like anything we could maybe do, especially at the beginning of the winter when COVID cases were really increasing in this area uh, and, and, and this, in the country as a whole too. So the fact that we're actually like here, ready to go, um, it's crazy. It's awesome. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a great feeling. It's, I'm glad that we've been able to kind of try to power through this. I was pretty skeptical at the beginning of the winter season. I wasn't sure we were going to get through this, um, but we did. And, uh, you know, I'm happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I'm very happy that we're playing games uh, so and doing these things. So, yeah, yeah, it's just very exciting. So, very exciting. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. So, stay tuned for coverage from those uh, events this weekend. We'll have all that covered for you. Gosha News, goshanews.com slash sports. Um, did a lot of plugging of the website today. So check it out. Unintentionally did a lot of plugging of the website. Subscribe. Subscribe, yes. Subscribe. 15 bucks a month online. It's not that much, guys. It's 50 cents a day. Or 50 cents an article if you're into that. Yeah. Apparently. So. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, let's talk a little more, a little more national-ish sports. Notre Dame basketball. Big win over the weekend. Or a nice win, I should say. Over Miami. 73-59. And uh, they basically... Didn't start any of their starters, essentially. Yeah, um, I saw the bench points. It was like 63 of the points yeah. just from the bench. They uh, they apparently held a scrimmage on like Friday to determine which starting five would start. And so the one other team won. And so they basically started like none of their normal starting five. And then all those guys came off the bench and did all the scoring for them anyway. But right. uh, so that's why it was the highest bench total ever. And the lowest starter total ever in Notre Dame history. Wow. So, go figure, right? But, hey, it, they won by 14, so yeah. maybe they did something right. Held them to 59 points on defense. Yeah. And they had been giving up a decent amount of points on defense this season so far. So, 59 is pretty good. Yeah. and Pretty sure Mike Bray would be happy with that. Yeah. And uh, you'll get to uh, see them in person for the first time Wednesday against Virginia Tech. Number 20, Virginia Tech. Should be an interesting game over there at Purcell Pavilion. Yeah. Virginia Tech, obviously, is a pretty good team. Virginia Tech's already beaten Notre Dame this season. Um, and they're, But Virginia Tech is missing. They had to suspend a player who is averaging double-digit scoring, so that could make a difference yeah. in the game tomorrow. So we'll see. We'll see if he Bray brings out the, uh, the bench players again or if he's going to start the normal starters. Mm-hmm. 
guess we'll find out. We'll also we'll have to wait to see if he's going to wear shorts or not. So that's been a thing. He wore shorts for the North Carolina game. It was a. Uh, it was interesting. They almost beat North Carolina, too. So I hope he doesn't wear shorts. It's kind of cold. That's horrible. It snowed. I, it snowed for the first time, like, for real, you know, since you've been here. I know you're spooked by that, so it's... Yeah, it kind of sucked getting all that off my car today. And it really wasn't even that bad, to be honest. It was it was noticeably harder than all the, the rest of the times before that. Because so, it, it kind of yeah. froze over a little bit. you got to use yeah. the scraper part. You can't just use the, I did both. the yep. brush. You, I got, did. you brush off the snow and then scrape off the ice. Yep. Yeah, it's a science to it, man. It was. I was. I was figuring that out. I was like, "Wow, this is a little thicker with the brush. <laughs> need to get the scraper out." So yeah, Welcome I, to I was Indiana. out there for like ten minutes, you know, doing that this yeah, it, this afternoon. It takes me a couple minutes, man, to get it all scraped off too. It's it's a process. You is, gotta, it a, is it a science? Is there a science? There's, to I don't it? know if there's a science. I'm not really sure what the sweet science is of it, but we'll we'll you just we'll work go on after it. it. Just take it out. Yeah, that makes sense. Just just get it all off your car. That's pretty much the science of it. Um, Finally, we'll, we'll, we got to talk about it um, because, you know, it's the biggest thing going on in pro sports right now. Uh, the Royal Rumble is on Sunday. Oh, no. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding about that, but the biggest thing, obviously, going on in pro sports, uh, certain football teams are playing for the certain Super Bowl trophy thing. and uh, Biggest of, game in American sports, actually. One of them is uh, the team that Evan cheers for apparently mm-hmm. i didn't know buccaneers fans existed before i met evan and uh, i'm sure there's plenty of them now yeah well yeah <laughs> i'm a huge tom brady fan of course now and um uh yeah tampa bay and kansas city and super bowl 55 next sunday uh, in tampa's home stadium first time a team will ever host like a home a home game air quotes in the super bowl uh, of course it's during covid of course. Right, with with limited fans yeah. available going to Naturally, it would be that way. Mm-hmm. So it's really not even a home field advantage. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure, you know, Evan, Sunday was, was a fun uh, fun day for you, I'm assuming. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> really can't believe it, honestly. Didn't go to the playoffs for 13 years, and now look at us in the Super Bowl. So it was huge. I enjoyed it. I went and watched it, which watched the game with uh, some family who are Packers fans in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Got to rub it into them. Yeah, thankfully I didn't have to get it rubbed in to me from right. them after right. the game. But uh, yeah, it felt good. Felt good to be the only happy person in the house <laughs> after the game. But yeah. uh, they did their best to try to give it away there. Tom Brady, a couple, couple bad picks, one in the red zone. But uh, Aaron Rodgers couldn't take advantage. Yeah, so. yeah. They uh, doesn't help that his coach kicked a field goal down eight when they needed a touchdown. Yeah, they're at the eight yard line. He probably should have tried to run for it, but there's been a lot of theories that he wouldn't have made it from certain angles and stuff like that. Even if he, even if it's a, if he, even if he runs on that third down and it's a fourth and goal at the four or three, they'd go for it. You have to go. You have to go for it regardless. Like it, the field goal makes no sense to me. Um, almost you worked make out. That, you almost ma- worked out. They almost got to stop that holding call. Yeah, but it didn't. I mean, it is what it is. I would rather have take a chance at the eight-yard line on a fourth down with my MVP quarterback than I would kicking a field goal and hoping my defense stops Tom Brady. Right, but if they do, then they win with a touchdown. But if they don't get the fourth and goal, or fourth and whatever it was, it was at the eight, it was 31-23, then you're still down eight, and Tom Brady has the ball. So it's it's tougher I've, scenario there I've, maybe. But I guess you know, you're, you're guaranteed a play on offense to score a touchdown. Potentially score a touchdown with your MVP quarterback. Like I would rather do that than kick a field goal. I guess that's just me. 
I think it's a lot of people too. That Tampa D wasn't gonna allow that, man. How do you just know that? Saying. How do you know that? Just saying, scrappy you don't know group. That. Scrappy, scrappy group. Hey, don't use my adjectives. Those are my adjectives. Very opportunistic. Goshen is scrappy. You know what the, the crazy? Buccaneers are not scrappy. They're good. <laughs> the, the defense is pretty scrappy. Sacks and turnovers, but yeah, uh, they, I was surprised by the pressure they got on Rodgers. Yeah, uh, consistently throughout that game, five sacks. That was pretty impressive. So Pierre, Paul, and Barrett both like put those tackles on skates all game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was nice to see. Yeah. On the frozen tundra, they put him on skates. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How about that? Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, and then the, the Chiefs-Bills game kind of went how I thought it was going to go. And that's no disrespect to the Bills, but they, they felt like a year ahead. And it felt like just the Chiefs were going to kind of overpower them and, and win that game. And that's what they did. I mean, the, the final score made it look a little closer than it was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Bills were up 9 nothing, you know, to right away. Game, but yep. that's pretty much every Chiefs playoff game. They go down and they storm back like – and win by a crazy amount, and you're like, wow, Chiefs are really good. Um, so that that didn't really surprise me. Um, my, my pregame prediction was 35-21, and it being 38-24. So I won't I won't disclose my Packers-Bucks prediction. The score was close. My score was close for Just that game. I picked the wrong, the wrong winner. Way. Yeah, I picked yeah. the wrong winner. That's what I get as a Bears fan for picking the Packers. That's yeah. what I get. So I should never have picked against them. I picked the Buccaneers against the Saints. I should have picked them against the Packers, too. Never doubt Tom Brady. Team of destiny this season. Never doubt Tom Brady. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, well, you also drew, you know, Washington in the first round, so that helps with the destiny a little bit. Well, I mean, you beat Saints and the Packers. Those are the yeah. two best teams. Decrepit Drew Brees and, and scared Matt LaFleur, coach. Yeah, good for you. Thanks, man. Now you're going against don't Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Don't yeah, downplay the postseason run. Good luck. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to make a – do you, do you want to – do you want to make your Super Bowl prediction now or next week? It's your call. We do have the interview next week with our special guest, uh, so it might take up. It's going to take up the second half of our podcast probably. So, do you want to make your Super Bowl prediction now or like early in the podcast next? I'll week? sleep on it for a week, mm. but I will say that please wake up sometime my, during that week. I can't let you sleep <laughs> a whole week, please. My, my predictions for the Bucks Packers game is one point off. I said thirty-one twenty-seven. It was thirty-one twenty-six. Mm. So that was pretty good. And the Bills. Bills Chiefs game, I said 31 24 Chiefs, so I was off by a touchdown. I, I mean, so, I was more right on the Chiefs game. So I'm just saying. I was more right on the Chiefs game, so. Whatever. Had the right margin. Doesn't matter. Three points you have off. to make a prediction on the Super Bowl, too, though. We both have to. Yeah, I mean, naturally. Yeah. I'll make a prediction next week. Okay, good. Uh, just want to make sure I'm not the only one. Yeah, I don't want to leave you out there high and dry. So. Appreciate it, especially since I'm picking the Bucks and not feeling very <laughs> You're conf- picking the Bucks. Not feeling very You're picking co- the Bucks. Confident. Well, there's your prediction. We'll do a score later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, interesting podcast this week. We talked about a lot. Had a lot going on. Um. I didn't rant as much as I thought I would, so I showed restraint, and I, you know, proud of myself. So. Other than the uh, little couple minute wing talk we had. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I really got heated on this podcast. Um, oh yeah, other than the, you know, the blind draw you get Yeah, other heated, than the blind right? draw, the the wings really got me going. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh thank you again everyone for listening to this week's edition of the Go Should Do Sports podcast. We'll be back next week with a more in-depth girls basketball sectional preview with a very special guest. Uh we'll probably be talking about some other things too with that with that guest so it should be a very fun interview uh good luck everyone this week in their final weeks of games and girls basketball and uh we'll be back with you next week